Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a podcast from The Bugle. How do we mark out this thing we call time? In tides lapped against the shore, in songs sung, in dances danced, in the blooming and withering of a flower, in the rising and falling of the sun, in the weekly or two-weekly march of Bin Day, in autumn's autumn, in winter's wintered, or in the exceptionally regular weekly release of The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for the visual world. This is The Gargle. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Tom Neenan and Alison Spittle. Welcome. Hello. 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 How are you getting on? I was voicing finger guns there while not doing it for, for the people at home that listen to this on a podcast. <laughs> what does a finger gun sound like, Alison Spittle? Pew, pew. That's what it normally sounds like. Or are you thinking, oh, I don't know, uh... Uh, I wasn't thinking anything rude, but really? do go on. <laughs> <laughs> this what does that sound like? Special. <laughs> it sounds like... Well, that's definitely going to be censored. <laughs> Before we get into the body of this magazine, let's get into the front page. The front page is a glamorous photograph by Annie Leibovitz in which she's photographed a beautifully posed group made up of all the movie stars who didn't get nominated for an Oscar this year. They look absolutely furious. <laughs> and the satirical cartoon this week is Chinese Premier Xi Jinping in a skeleton bobsleigh heading downhill to a sign pointing in two directions, one marked human lefts and the other one marked human rights. He's steering towards the left one and saying, ha, 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 ha. And that's all drawn like it's on a TikTok video. <laughs> Our top section this week is a Build-A-Bear section. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Build-A-Bear has gone after dark and not in the way that teddy bears normally are after dark, but the way that teddy bears sometimes are after dark, which is the sexy way. Tom Neenan, <laughs> you look like you f***ed a teddy bear. Can you... <laughs> this morning, uh, in preparation for this, I finally, finally, the, the sexless world of stuffed toys is getting what has been well overdue, which is they are getting a sexy revamp. Build-A-Bear, not to be confused, of course, with Build-A-Berg, the, uh, the very secretive um, organisation where a lot of high-profile decisions are made. Uh, and after dark there, of course, I think they sacrifice uh, virgins or something. By the way, that is uh, just me thinking that. I'm not saying that that's what happened. Please don't have me audited or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'll say it happened, Tom. Don't worry. I'll, I'll push it wow. That definitely happened. Really jumping on that grenade for me there, Alison. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're doing sexy, sexy teddy bears. And like, 
they're not too explicit. Like there's not a bear with a t-shirt that says like, I love getting stuffed or anything that's like, you know, would cross a line. <laughs> but they are kind of, um, yeah, they're, they're sort of a bit sultry. There's there's a rabbit that's holding some rosé um, and there's like a sexy bear in like lying down and sort of being a bit come hither. Does soft toys <laughs> need to be sexy? Like there's a few things that just don't need to be sexy. I'd say teddy bears and bibs. This falls squarely into my... Uh, not sexy, like it, like Christmas is not sexy and no. teddy bears are not sexy. And for me, the reason is just a logistical one in that they're fluffy and sex is moist yes. if you're doing it right. <laughs> That's a very good point, yes. So any kind of sexiness associated with fluffiness just brings the word claggy to mind and for me that's not. Yeah, teddy bears aren't dishwasher safe, you know. <laughs> they need to yeah. improve that generally. <laughs> Oh my god! Like for me, when I when I heard that Build a Bear were making sexy teddy bears, I did have like a horrific image of someone stapling fur to a flashlight. Like, no, <laughs> this cannot happen. Alison, I guarantee you, it already has happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice, I saw. Do you remember a Bug's Life? Yes. Do you remember there was a the Heimlich the German caterpillar <laughs> yes. from a book's life. He's a very he's a very small side character in the Disney canon. I've <laughs> seen a flashlight for sale that was painted as Heimlich. The, the, oh. The, <laughs> is, the is that what the Heimlich maneuver means then? That <laughs> 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 yeah. is disturbing. Well, but that I probably is dishwasher safe. You yeah. know, so it is. Well, the idea of sort of non-threatening sexy things that that are sort of cutesy, I find sort of inherently troubling. Threatening. Yes, inherently <laughs> threatening. Bringing sort of cutesiness into the into the realm of sexiness seems un, unwholesome to me, mm. if only because I think that sex should be ruthlessly efficient and brutally honest. Uh, <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't like a, a, a vibrator shaped like a smiling dolphin. Is that so much? No. Fair enough. Do you ask for not to happen to my vagina? I have a friend that owns an online sex shop in Ireland, and she bought it a load of um, uh, dildos, but they were painted like cow, like cows. <laughs> you know the Frisian ones. Mm. And she genuinely thought because I, she was like, I, you know what, Irish people, they love cows, and they love dildos, but surprisingly, they, you know, she's put them on sale. They, they, they haven't sold that well. Like so, shout out to sex shopper Shauna if you're listening, hun. So hang on, there are dildos which are painted to look exclusively to be female. These are mm. female cow. These are not bulls. This is a cow. This is something expressly female that they have gone. This is the tone we want for our phalluses. Yeah, they're bringing a whole new meaning to the laughing cow or whatever. You know. <laughs> Why is she laughing so much? <laughs> it's because she's been to my friend's shop. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, it brings a new meaning to the phrase when the cows come home. <laughs> yes. yes, it does, Alice. Really and this does. is why you were the host. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> and in other sexy sex news or possibly inappropriate sex news, I'm not quite sure where to put this one, uh, this is the tale of an historical dildo that has risen again, rather a 60s vibrator that's still going strong. Is it strong? I don't know. I haven't felt its <laughs> rumblings. Put it on the tip of your nose. Apparently, that's the appropriate uh, to test. Look, anyway, Alison well, Spittle. It's like buying sex toys secondhand, and you're like, I'll give it a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, you know, dildos aren't recyclable. Really? They're terrible for the environment. Yeah, because the batteries are embedded in them, particularly if they're rechargeable. They're not recyclable, and you can't get them. I mean, you can get them, sec- but you wouldn't get them secondhand. No. Mm. Yeah, that's the. I just, I'm just imagining now landfill, like just full of dildos and vuvuzelas. <laughs> <laughs> coming up like the sandworm out of dune yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a story about the uh, uh, michaela pinsker which i think is the most american name ever was retrieving christmas decorations uh from a from a basement when she noticed like an odd item on the shelf uh and to describe it to you it's a leather kind of uh seat with a plug coming out of it <laughs> and this is what uh, people in the 60s used to get off uh, which I think is the nicest thing that's come out about the sex lives of people in the 60s. <laughs> I mean, there's been quite a few tribunals <laughs> and stuff and what deemed okay at that time is not okay now. But I think we can bring these back. These are like full-on vibrating seats that uh, people used to use as sex toys. And looking at it, it's very quaint. It looks very well designed. <laughs> Apparently, now she's try- she's, I don't know how she said she's tried it, but it doesn't work anymore. And uh, she wanted to give it away to some family members for Christmas. None of this shonky modern sex toy with the built-in obsolescence. These things were built to last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. You know? The editor Ped has suggested that we paint one like a cow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should. We should paint one. I think that would be very 60s. Yeah. That would be very 60s. Now, this was called a Vibra Slim. A Viber Slim sounds like someone who wrote a book in the 70s about sex work. Like, it's just, uh, <laughs> a, that's a very niche, that's an Iceberg Slim reference. <laughs> he was a bad man and not a great joke. <laughs> oh, it sounds like one of those pieces of exercise equipment, but for somebody who ambitiously wants to bang themselves svelte. <laughs> but that'd be wonderful. Genuinely, I think these things were offered as like a slimming product wink wink and then you could buy it and use it as a sex toy because they couldn't say it was a sex toy whereas nowadays you would yes. be embarrassed to say you'd bought a slimming product you're like no no this is just my vibrator <laughs> that's genuinely it that's genuinely it. i'm very empowered here's my vibrator <laughs> also it somehow makes me lose weight i can't believe it <laughs> like do you think people have genuinely bought room deodorizers like, uh, you know, poppers are sold as room deodorizers. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. I mean, how do you deodorize your room? With a very loose anus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it would have the opposite effect. Yeah, that is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, the, it's it, the, the wonders of modern technology. But then, of course, I'd imagine most women in the 60s had something in the basement that, you know, did sort of the, the same thing. And that's why they spent so much time in the washing machine, because that was... Wasn't that your like your go to um, sort of sex aid uh, replacement was like, oh, no, I'll do the washing. I think that's actually why, you know, this is these cliches about women sort of doing the housework evolved. It's just lots of ladies going, I'll, I'll, I'll do the washing. It's OK. I'll, uh, I'll just I'll sit there, sit on the washing machine to make sure it's working. It's very, very enterprising. Yeah, these myths of women doing a disproportionate amount of housework. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It looks like a naughty saddle. Yes. I mean, look, any saddle's naughty if you sit forward far enough. (laughs) Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. Are you ashamed of your feet? Are you embarrassed of your arches? Do you dread people seeing your hideous heels and your disgusting toes? Then why not try socks? Socks, the perfect little shame hood to hide your feet away. Are your socks not cutting it? 
Why would they? They're socks, not knives. Do you see the looks of horror on people's faces as they glance earthwards and discern the horrifying shape of your disgusting feet lingering behind a thin veil of cloth? Then we've got just the thing. Shoes. Shoes for when your feet's grotesqueness is more than superficial. (laughs) And do you hate questions? Do you think they've been overused in this week's ads? Well, why not try f***ing off? F***ing off. What you should try. And if you have a pair of socks and know where to wash them, try half a glass of water. It's not quite enough to clean your socks, but it is enough to make them unpleasantly damp. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Now it's time for your grated egg news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the future is upon us. Uh, innovation is ever charging forth and sometimes it will leave us behind. This next story has left me behind. Tom Neenan, you're up with the TikTok teens. Can you explain yes. what's going in their mouths? Of course. Um, people are grating their eggs, which is something I do when I go for a long walk in new jeans. it's one of the less annoying tiktok trends i'd say just because you know a a lot of tiktok i i i I follow some tiktoks and i enjoy them but there's some irritating stuff going on there whereas this just is people trying to be adventurous with their protein and i for one am a bit baffled by it a bit bamboozled but basically what people are doing is boiling their eggs sure (gasps) that's fine then they are grating them over an avocado on toast, almost as a way of sort of being the most millennial anyone can be. Although obviously millennials aren't on TikTok. It's all, it's all Zoomers now. And I honestly don't have a problem with this. I think it's enterprising and a fun thing to do, unless you're going to tell me that, that, you know, there is some sinister backstory to this that I haven't actually found in my research. Other than the fact that it's the reckless behaviour of someone who's never had to clean clumps of egg out of a grater. (laughs) (laughs) Like the reason we don't grate eggs is because it's horrible and messy and also because eggs at their best are a compositional textural treat. I, for Mm. one, lean towards poached, uh, where there are multiple textures going on at the same time. Grated is just grated. You know. It's artless, isn't it? It's 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 yeah. uh, it's. How hard are you boiling your egg that it's grateable as well? Again, <laughs> but it's like I've seen this. I wanted to get disgusted, but a part of me was like, "What if you could snort this?" Like I feel like <laughs> the next step we're gonna do is see Gen Z just grate up an egg and snort lines off it for their protein. <laughs> like, uh, I love the way you've got strong opinions on eggs. I do too. I hate. 
hipsters not hip, like i know it's bad to go go on about hipsters because it's like a they're actually not real they're a figment of a shithead's imagination yeah. <laughs> I like. but i don't like the people that oh uh, that fry eggs and leave the leave the white of an egg glistening and disgusting and it makes me feel ill <laughs> I, I would rather eat a grated egg than a badly fried egg that looked at least like you knew what you were getting texturally you know what i mean Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very in favor of this, actually. I think good for the kids. Good that they're doing this. I love them and their eggs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as well as that, if generations before you are destroying the world and you feel powerless, why not create an egg? At least you have power over that and the texture it has. <laughs> See, I have a I mad it. aunt. She's, you know, properly awful as as a human being. But then uh, yes. my dad once told me the story of how my grandmother would try to trick her into eating eggs by, for example, cracking a raw egg into her glass of milk. No! Oh, no! No! And so I feel that her madness is, if not forgivable, at least deeply explainable. Mm. Is this her villain origin story of, like, <laughs> yeah. a mum giving uh, uncooked custard? <laughs> Just hiding raw eggs in your food. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not the worst egg dish I've ever heard. The worst egg dish I've ever heard. I was in a restaurant. And there was, um, this is so grim, there was uh, something which they offered up, which was a, uh, a sort of poached egg with chicken, which is sort of, you know, whatever. But the, the name of the dish was, was Mother and Child Reunited, which no. is <laughs> the grimmest thing no. I've ever heard. Yeah. Speaking of mother and child reunited, I, I fed my child this morning uh, and then put her up uh, adorably above my head in order to give her a loving kiss, and then she mm. vomited my own milk back into my mouth. What a beautiful story. <laughs> Which she now thinks is an encouraged behaviour because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> It's like Waterworld where Kevin Costner had to like filter his own piss and drink it. <laughs> this is how you're going to survive in the afterworld. Where yeah. like... <laughs> uh, very upsetting times for all of us. Yes. <laughs> what food trend would you like to see on TikTok? Well, when I was a kid, I used to microwave Werber's Originals. <laughs> uh, <and> I did. <laughs> until they went into a like a liquid form and then i would put a fork in it and spiralize it before it went hard and make all of these incredible sculptures and uh and, but i always used to microwave i flew too close to the microwave but i always used to microwave it a bit too hard and it would uh create quite sugary smoke and uh my mum would go mad like she's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, it's breakfast time, mum. A lot of my problems are down to me eating melted Werber's original as a sustainable breakfast meal. <laughs> I'll never forget the first melted Werber's original given to me by my incredibly hot grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Poor granddad put his hand in his pocket, like scald in his own hand. <laughs> While he gives you a hand-shaped Werber's thing. <laughs> Pull off his hand and eat it like. <laughs> give it a try. I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Neenan, what fresh trend are you going to launch onto the hell that is TikTok? Um, one of my favourites. If I'm feeling very indulgent, um, I will stack as many Mao strips on top of one another as possible and then chew them 
um, and sort of my mouth and make my mouth sort of basically numb. I want to see I want to see challenges where people stack like a hundred malware on top of one another and attempt to you know chew them in like less than a minute or something. Go at it, kids. That's incredible. You're making the ultimate malware. The ultimate. Ma- <laughs> The bow, wow, 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 wow. Now it's time for your Joe Rogan section, a pull-out section of facts and information about podcaster Joe Rogan. Uh, this section is completely unresearched and underprepared and includes facts such as Joe Rogan is an enchanted pony and Joe Rogan has never breathed in and as part of his daily routine, every morning Joe Rogan tries to sit on an egg without breaking it. And Joe Rogan has never successfully sat on an egg without breaking it. And Joe Rogan's teeth taste delicious. And Joe Rogan can hide in a surprisingly small cupboard. And did you know the official name for a Spotify podcaster is a Spotify? (laughs) And that's the end of our Joe Rogan section. Now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week, uh, both of our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. Tom Neenan, what have you brought in for us this week? Well, it was uh, obviously the Oscars were announced very recently, the uh, the Academy Awards. So uh, I wanted to review a film. Um, now, I've been having a bit of insomnia recently. And so what I do when I have insomnia is I, I go onto the Reddit thread. Um, what could go wrong? Small videos um, where sort of thing, mishaps occur. Uh, and so I've decided <laughs> to review one of those, um, if you will indulge me. <clears throat> I will. There is a common trend in cinema for runtimes to extend to bladder straining two hour runtimes or plus. So imagine my delight upon discovering that Total Warehouse Meltdown is just seven seconds in length. Clearly the director <laughs> credited on, this, uh, on the screen as Party XXX Yodables felt the story could be <laughs> captured quickly and efficiently without the need for the incessant padding which blights modern picture houses. And the plot? Though meagre, it is compelling. A forklift driver who remains enigmatically unnamed uh, throughout the piece, a nod possibly to Christopher Nolan's mysterious protagonist in Tenet, no doubt, drives his vehicle at a strut holding up a shelving unit. The resulting domino effect renders every shelf in the warehouse structurally unsound and eventually they come <laughs> crashing to the floor. What the story lacks in narrative twists, it more than makes up for in spectacle. Uh, the camera work, while static, the whole thing is recorded on CCTV in a move I'm sure Orwell would have appreciated, conveys the action efficiently. As a treatise on modern American workers, it is shallow, but as an effectively told uh, spectacular piece of entertainment, uh, it is no holds barred and enjoyable. Four stars. I can't wait to see what Party XXX Yodables comes up with next. <laughs> <laughs> Alison Spittle, what have you brought in for us? So I'm reviewing something and uh, it's a piece of clothing and I'm going to wear it for you now. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so for the listeners at home, I'll describe what I'm wearing. Uh, or maybe Alice could. It's, uh, I think, leather. I'm not sure. You know that poem, uh, red leather, yellow leather? This is no. black leather, bunny gimp mask, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a question mark in it. This is a... This is apparently an Ariana Grande costume. So what I have here is that it's a leather bunny gimp mask. Uh, my sister is uh, getting married this year. We're going to a place called Butlin's Minehead, which I'm very excited about. I've never been before. It, this really is crushing my nose. Like, uh, <laughs> as a mask. Um, for the, I'm so sorry, listeners, you can't see this, but this does look like something you'll see before you die. <laughs> and a horrible, <laughs> horrible orgy that like 
<laughs> you were going to review badly on uh, on Google reviews or something. So it's an Ariane, Ariana Grande uh, mask, which is a, a rabbit mask. I'm going to Butlins in Minehead, uh, back to the 2000s uh, weekend, which is going to have uh, Scouting for Girls, Tinchy Strider, and a, and a gr- great new band called Boys Life, right? Which consists of one member of uh, Boyzone, uh, the best one, Keith Duffy, and uh, <laughs> the other member of Westlife, who's the best one, uh, Brian McFadden. So I can't wait to see <laughs> the the biggest amount of divorced dad energy I've ever seen on one stage. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great fun. Uh, but this mask, I'm giving it a two out of five. Um, I'm giving it two for just aud- the audacity to wear it. I quite like it. But it, the, the eye holes are very bad. I, I can't fit my glasses through it, which I think is, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blemish on the glasses wearing community that we cannot find good gimp masks to wear <laughs> while having trouble with our eyes. And I think we could bring this up to the Houses of Parliament or something and get gimp masks to be more accessible for people that wear glasses. It's a disgrace, Alice. So that's why I'm taking the three stars off. But for a gimp mask, it's fine. And that's all the time we have for our review section, because now it's time for Snack Attack. This cyber attack is the biggest snack-based surprise since when somebody would offer you a tin of peanuts and all those springs would jump out. And your fight-or-flight <laughs> reflex would take place and people would be like, ha-ha, you idiot, reacting. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Neenan, tell us about the Snack Attack. Well, I am, I, I'm very excited about this. They've really felt so... Some some nerdy wells have really found a way of bringing Western civilization uh, to to its knees, and that is by threatening our access to salty snacks. Because what's happened over at uh, KP, they were attacked. There was a ransomware hack of uh, of their, I, I'm guessing, mainframe. I don't know. I don't know computers. Um, and so what that means is that they're sort of basically they're sort of afraid to use their computer now. They can't use them regularly, so they are. There's been delays in shipping and there's been delays in meeting orders. So people aren't going to be getting their hula hoops uh, anytime soon. And I don't know, I, in terms of terrorism, this is the kind of terrorism that I can kind of get behind. I think it's charming. It's a bit whimsical. Wouldn't the world be a different place if on the September the 11th, 2001, if people just hadn't been able to get hold of Twiglets? Like, I think that would be, a, the world would be a better place, if you ask me. I think we wouldn't remember the date, like. Yeah. Much, you know. It'd be like, oh, the day when people were, didn't have easy access to frazzles. Yeah, I vaguely remember that day. Well, when I first heard this news, um, I was very frazzled. Uh, but then I realized that KP don't make frazzles, it's me. <laughs> so uh, I was fine. Uh, but yeah, my, my heart did skip a beat. Uh, they make skips. Uh, I, <laughs> um, I couldn't really do a pun about Tyrell's crisps, but I will try. <laughs> is it Tyrell's? I've been saying Tyrell's. Oh, it probably is. It probably. I don't I know. No, I'm going to take. I, I think you said that was. It sounded right when you said it. So uh, that's what I'm going to go for. Tyrell also sounds a bit too cool for a crisp name. So I'm going to. I'm going to assume it's Tyrell's. Yeah, like uh, I. I hate all posh crisps generally. <laughs> Uh, they taste they taste too oily. You know what I mean. I mm-hmm. like I like uh, in Ireland we have this uh, crisps called banshee bones, which uh, are a really lovely whimsical snack. 
mm-hmm. named after the woman you will hear before you get before you get killed. So it's, it's quite a like that's what a banshee is. If you hear her sound, you will die, yeah. and your relatives will die. Um, <laughs> and what what better childhood snack than than the banshee bones? I thought you were gonna say potatoes. Um, um, yeah, potatoes, my other favorite Irish oh. uh, snack. An incredible Irish snack that we uh, we named a we have Ireland's only theme park and it's dedicated to potato crisps. Also, <laughs> uh, I know we've uh, we're not supposed to bring politics into it, so I'm not going to. But the Northern Irish Irish backstop there is um there is a there has been a divide for years with the ta- so with potatoes there is a um there is a man that is a representative of potatoes and it's called Mister Tato in Ireland. <laughs> Uh, he's drawn a bit differently in in Northern Ireland. He's a sexier man. Like I know he's <laughs> <laughs> he's made out of spud, but he's still. I'll show you guys. I will. I'm gonna get it up on my phone, and I'll. You tell me which one you would rather. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ted, can you put this up on the Twitter? Yeah, you'll have to put it up on the Twitter. I mean, well done if he's ripped because that man is pure carbs. So yeah. he's, he's able to uh, to get a good ripped body is, is impressive. I want to see this guy. He's got spud bod. He's yeah. got spud bod. Uh, here's, so here's the uh, Republic of Ireland Tato man there. So he's dressed Very a reasonable like, young Tato man, yes. Yeah, yeah he's dressed he's... like a butcher. He's kind of like, there's, there's him in a more romantic way. He's blowing you a kiss. Oh. Irish people know the, 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 the sexual allure of Mr. Tate. Now I'm going to put in Northern Ireland. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see what he looks like here. Uh, oh, here we go. So what, what Northern Ireland have gone for is a more definition. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's got like a... I Ransom think Northern Ireland hero. have gone for the head of a potato mm-hmm. as a potato man, but Ireland has gone for body and head being shaped <laughs> like a potato. And... Uh, the Northern Irish Tato man, he looks, he looks beautiful. He looks, um, where does he? He's got a lot of teeth. He's a lot of teeth. <laughs> More teeth he, than you'd expect from potato. Well, you know, Northern Ireland has the NHS, and that is free, <laughs> free dental care. Uh, will be a lot <laughs> for people. <laughs> I'm just saying, in real life, if I encountered a potato with teeth, it would turn me off rather than. <laughs> what is? <laughs> <laughs> if I, if, oh if, if, just think about it. Imagine a potato, but the potato has teeth in it. Yeah, mm. no, and it's yeah, real life. Be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. All of these scenarios are very hor- horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. A potato with no teeth, but with gums, worse. Mm. <laughs> he's, but he's shilling off his fellow spuds. Like yeah. this man is telling you, not only do I adore, I want you to eat my fellow man. Like it's mm. just uh, an absolute disgrace. But anyway. <laughs> What are we talking about before this? <laughs> a cyber attack on the snack pipeline. This is the, the cr- crunchiest heist of all time. If you were a hacker, would you hack snacks? For what gain are we talking about? Is this to free my country or is this like a... Uh, for <laughs> ransom, for ransom. You'd hold the snacks for ransom. Okay, I would hold the snacks for ransom. Oh, palm bears. I would, because uh, they're very cute. Those little crisps that are shaped like teddy bears. They're very cute and very easy to handle. You could snap them. Like, sometimes I do like eating stuff that's shaped like people so I could go, like, I'm going to eat you. What are you going to do about it? And they can't do anything. And then, you know, I bite their hand off and they're like, no. And, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Uh, I should not be allowed to be in charge of a country ever, uh, or like have a job. But uh, I do, I do like to eat stuff that's shaped like people. Alison, you know that you know. In order to uh, in order to get your political point across, what you do is you'd make so many Molten Weathers originals that basically <laughs> it was like Pompeii, and people would be like fleeing for their lives, and you would like hold them all to ransom. Yeah, I'd be like, "Where's your granddad now to protect you?" <laughs> 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 I feel like a weird medieval king that drowns his enemies in wine. But I'd be doing it in molten Werber's originals. I mean, you don't even need to be. There. They don't even need to be molten. You can just have a pit at the bottom with ex molten Werber's originals. It's all shardy. Oh, oh, that's a yes. You could. I could create my own torture den. Yeah. Uh, well, this is amazing. I mean, she says wearing the bunny gimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but look at me. This you do think like if she is into S and M, there will be Werber's originals involved. Like, oh. <laughs> makes it more wholesome. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us back to uh, sexy builder bears and closes up this week's episode of the Gargle. We're flipping through the ads at the back of the magazine. Do you like counting to ten? Try being a personal trainer. Alison Spittle, have you got anything to plug? So I have a podcast called The Wheel of Misfortune uh, on BBC Sounds. Um, and uh, I'm bringing back my new podcast. Well, it's an old podcast, The Alison Spittle Show. That'll be coming out soon. I'm going to be in Edinburgh this year, McClanlet Festival, Cambridge uh, Fringe Festival, uh, and other places. Uh, I'm very bad at admin. Please, uh, <laughs> I don't know, help me. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Badger me if I'm not in your town, because I probably am, and I haven't put it up on the internet yet. So, uh, yeah. Tom Neenan, do you have anything to plug? As per, I, uh, I, have, I have things in the future that will be so, so distant uh, by the time that this comes out that, I, um, that I'll just say, follow me on Twitter, and then in good time I will tweet about things that are coming out and everything else. Things that I'm not involved in. I saw the film Amulets recently that is mad and is very well worth seeing if you get the chance. Uh, Melda Staunton plays a nun, so uh, enjoy that. Save for the review section. I'm your host, yeah. Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or find me on patreon.com slash Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, as well as my weekly tea with Alice Salons. I'll be on tour in Adelaide from the 1st to the 5th of March. I'll be in Melbourne for the whole of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'll be Sydney and in also in Perth if they open the borders ever again. This is The Gargle. It is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.